This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. What is up, everybody? It is Thursday, August 1st. It is Hall of Fame game day. The last of the footballless weeks are behind us. I'm pumped to watch this game tonight. I don't care if I don't win a dollar. Football is back, and I am excited. Uh, what I'm going to do for you today on this podcast is just throw out a couple dart throws uh, that you guys can sprinkle in to your lineups tonight. Um, I have a full article that details all the uh, all my thoughts on playing time and high upside, high floor plays. Uh, but I don't want to give all the answers to the test, so to speak, because that article on 4 for 4 is behind a paywall. Uh, so just a couple dart throws. And I think by now at this point, everyone can or knows how to play preseason DFS, at least the majority, right? Like three, four years ago, the cat really wasn't out of the bag. Guys like John Proctor were making a ton of money. Um, Just basically researching who's going to get the most playing time, what positional uh, depth charts were the scarcest, and just plugging those guys in was huge uh, because he had people rostering starters and, and stuff. But the community's gotten sharper And I think you do need uh, a dart throw or two in your lineup tonight because there's going to be a ton of ownership on um, the plays that make the most sense. We'll call them those. And I think everybody kind of knows those. They are talked about. You need them. Uh, It's it's not similar to the regular season in that uh, a lot of these plays can fail. Um, They're probably the ones that they're being talked about, you know, the high-owned plays tonight that make the most sense are probably going to be good plays, Um, but sprinkling in a high upside uh, play here or there is definitely a good idea. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Kalfani Muhammad. And I think I have a a pretty good finger on the pulse of some of these guys because I follow recruiting in college football a ton. He's a guy out of uh, Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame. He was, which is a football factory. They they have a, a lot of guys come out of there. He's a little shifty guy. He kind of reminds me of Darren Sproles. He's like 170 pounds. Um, he's a really good receiver out of the backfield. He went to Cal. At Cal, they rotated like nine running backs while he was there. So he didn't always get a ton of time. Um, but he's very skilled. And on a slate where, you know, every running back on the roster is going to get like four to seven touches, He's a guy that can take a screen pass to the house or if he has a seam, you know, stick his foot in the ground and go 70 yards right up the middle of uh, the defense, right? He's got that kind of speed, and he's the kind of guy that can get you 13, 14 fantasy points on one play. So I think he's a really good dart throw. I also like Austin Fort, who is the fourth string tight end on the Broncos. He is turning a lot of heads in camp. Um, he's a former quarterback out of Wyoming. And um, the reason that I think 
fort could be valuable is obviously when, I mean, when you look at the box scores after this game, aside from like the few players that actually stand out tonight, everyone's going to have one catch um, or a couple carries for 20 yards. So there really isn't going to be much separation. Um, what does actually uh, have a, a ton of value tonight is touchdown equity. And I think if the Broncos get close, we know that young quarterbacks, especially rookies like Drew Locke, Brett Ripien, are going to look for their tight ends. Uh, it's just a natural progression for younger quarterbacks. And in the red zone, he's a tall dude. I think he can pull down a touchdown. And if he even catches one pass for six yards and a touchdown, that's 7.6 DraftKings points, 7.1 FanDuel points. That's huge. Um, he'll probably be like in the top five highest scoring players on the slate. Uh, so, and even if you don't like Austin Ford, I would say look at both rosters tonight and see who do you think has a ton of touchdown equity. Maybe a plotting back that you think they stick in at the goal line. Because if someone scores a touchdown tonight, they will be on the winning roster. I can guarantee you that. And the last person, the last dart throw I'm going to give you is Marcus Green. The Falcons have a ton of receivers. It's anybody's guess who's going to get uh, the most most of the work. In fact, it's probably just going to be like a bunch of line changes like in hockey, three guys coming in and out at all times throughout the game. But I think Marcus Green is interesting because he has uh, a lot of potential in the return game. He's a very quick, shifty guy. Uh, running back slash wide receiver, they, they're using him more at wide receiver in camp. Uh, but I think, I mean, if he takes one to the house on special teams and you get the old double dip, that will be a GPP winner. Okay, so just a reminder, those three guys are guys that you are sprinkling into lineups. Like if you're making 20, 30, 40 lineups, they're in like 5%. They're in like one, two, three, or four lineups. Definitely don't go overweight on those, but I think those are guys that can differentiate. You can differentiate your your banker lineups. Um, from the field as always good luck if i don't win a gpp i hope it's you oh, oh, oh. all i see is signs all i see is dollar signs